I want to welcome you to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm super excited because I have a co-host with me today, which is great because now, if you're tired of hearing my voice, you can hear another voice. So, welcome. So, my my uh, co-host today is Ashley Boosinger. You can Hello. say hi. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, you can say hi. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, she's joining me today. Uh, Ashley is a mom of four. Mm-hmm. What What are your say your four kids' names? Tia, Tenley, Tucker, and Tatum. You're You're a T girl. I'm a T girl. You're a T girl. So yes. she's got four T's. She's one of those moms. Who, did not plan it. Did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. She is a <laughs> wife of a gifted craftsman. Which, mm-hmm. if you ever see their house, I I really I actually mm-hmm. went into her bathroom. <laughs> like this is an oasis this is like can I come can I rent your home for the weekend that's how I feel and she is a school teacher yep and I wish you would have been my kid's school Mm. teacher because I hear amazing things about you as a school teacher and she was looking over at my notes and you all know how I feel about (laughs) spelling (laughs) I did not. Did you I judge? I did not see a word. Okay, so nope, she, you're she good. didn't say, I'm good. I'm I would good. not judge. Okay, she would not judge because <laughs> if she did look, she probably would do a little bit of judging, <laughs> but um, she's got the kids tucked in bed. I do. They're all in, They're bed, all which, in bed, which is a Magical. Feat. Magical. Yes. It's like when you have little kids, it's like life. It's my time to breathe when they yeah, get tucked into bed. for sure. Yes. And eat. And eat. Junk food. <laughs> eat junk food. All the stuff I said no to. All the stuff you told your kids in day. No, that's mine for later when uh-huh. you go to bed. It's a beautiful thing when you get mm-hmm. your kids in bed. And I think yes. too, like when you go check on your kids and you see them mm-hmm. sleeping, it's like, like the Lord's like, oh, look at that peaceful child yes. sleeping. Even though they like maybe totally ruined your day. <laughs> Like, that's like God's restoration moment. Like, look at yes. that sleeping child. Aren't they so... Pre- and like, you forget all the things yes. that they did. And you're like, they're precious. But then you get to do it again. Yes, and then life starts and... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her kids are tucked in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super excited because um, the topic for today is choosing joy. Mm-hmm. And I personally think that there is no better person that I could have joining me today to discuss this topic because it's you. Hmm. Like, I I think you should change your name to Joy. <laughs> like, just be like, my name is Joy. <laughs> my kids recently told me that they um, were like, well, you know we can change our name, right? I was like, excuse me? Like... <laughs> Okay, but anyway, so maybe your mom wouldn't appreciate it. Probably not. Probably not appreciate if you change your name to Joy. But I feel like Mm -hmm. you embody embody it. You are, like, anybody who ever meets you would say, that girl Mm -hmm. knows how to choose Joy. And so thank you for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. And be here with me. Um, We are going to say that you should probably have some Kleenex. Because oh, yes. uh, Ashley was like, I might cry. I need to get myself together. I was like, girl. And we have sparkly Kleenex. And we, we pulled the Kleenex out of the box <laughs> to have it ready. You know, we're being prepared. And I'm like, 
you have sparkly Kleenex. <laughs> like, there's sparkles over these things. She's like, it's probably my kids. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how. Where, Where do you buy sparkly from? Kleenex? Especially in Corona. I don't That's know. Like an add-on. I don't know, but they're here at Ashley's house. <laughs> they got sparkly Kleenex. So, to kind of give you just a backdrop um, for those of you who are listening um, on Ashley and how we met. We mm-hmm. met at church. Yep. Um, saw this adorable pregnant woman. She's giving me these eyes because she's like, I don't think I was mm-hmm. that cute. But mm-hmm. me, when I looked like a house when I was pregnant with my kids, see this tiny little person mm-hmm. with this basketball belly. I was still a house. Maybe a ranch <laughs> style, but it was a house. <laughs> I was a castle then. If you were a ranch style, I was a castle of a house when I was pregnant. But she just, um, we met her and her husband, yeah. and there were two kids at the time. Yeah. You were pregnant uh, for the third time. And um, so we just really enjoyed getting, having them in our church. And then um, I remember one Sunday you asking for prayer because mm-hmm. you were having contractions um, early. Yeah. And that was like, how many weeks pregnant were you? Oh, goodness. Like 30-some. Yeah. So when it was, I was having contractions. It was too early. Yeah, it was too early. It was too yes. early. Uh, they had gone away for a weekend and um, come back and you were having uh, contractions. So it, was, it wasn't time. No, it, wasn't it was time not time. Contractions. Yes. And so, um, but you did end up going into yes. labor, right? Early. Yep. At 34 weeks. At 34 weeks. Yes. So, and... You birthed. And we birthed a child. You birthed <laughs> a child. Yep, early. So you so, had two girls. So yes. then your third baby was a boy. A boy. And his sweet name is Tucker. Tucker. Yep. And, and so after he was born. Yep. Um. So this is really where choosing joy begins. This yes. is the birth of true. Not only did you birth Tucker, but you birthed. Joy. Joy. Choosing joy. So so when Tucker was born, Mm -hmm. were there any indications right off that anything was wrong? So at the beginning of that, we thought like he wouldn't eat. He had trouble breathing, but that kind of resolved over time after being in the NICU. So really like not eating and not gaining weight, he was struggling with. But we just thought that was um, preemie problems, that it was nothing separate or unrelated. Yes. So we had no red flags or anything on our radar that anything was wrong. He was perfectly healthy in our eyes. Okay. And so when was the moment, you know, like you realize, okay, this is not yeah. just normal preemie yeah. stuff. Something. So we going did on. not have that moment at all. He was actually at a cardiologist for his heart because he had a hole in his heart. Okay. And the cardiologist recognized, but he didn't say anything to us about it. He let our family doctor know. So okay. then our family doctor said, Hey, we just got notes. We need to have an appointment. So we did, and that's where um, he wanted to send us to get blood work done on Tucker for genetic testing. Okay. So then we had Tucker tested, and it only took like a week, I think, to get results. And we found out Thanksgiving weekend Mm. in 2016. I'll never forget that. And all they did was they called us into the NICU to tell us Mm. what it was, what the prognosis was, and I guess... uh, Here's your answer. It didn't come back what we thought it would be. He's not healthy. Hmm. And so, so what did they say his prognosis so was? So the name of it is 1Q43-Q44 deletion. So 
he he's missing some genes, not many, just a few. Okay. But basically, when they sat us down, they just told us, um, there's no pretty way to say it, but like he's not going to live long. Mm. Um, so enjoy every single day you have with him. Mm. And his his organs may work and they may not work, or they may work and then they may just start shutting down at any time. That's something to live with. Um, they said he'll probably never, ever walk or talk. I mean, really anything with muscles, they didn't think anything would happen. Um, parts of his brain they thought would be missing. Hmm. So. So a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. That's and like... we were just sitting there listening, like, trying to take it in. And I remember the counselor there said, you're going to feel like you're grieving. And I sure I was like, well, that sure sounds like it's over the top because he's here and he's fine. Hmm. But that night is when... It just kind it of just soaked in, and it it did happen. Yeah, yeah, because that's so, so much information yes. to take in in the moment, and then like later when you're able to like process yes, it and digest just think it. About, yes, and there's nothing to Google for him because he is the only child out there. Really? Yes. Wow. So Google tells you nothing. So it's not like you can go on no. and be like, okay, what? Yes. What is going to happen? Like yeah. what? Because I think sometimes when you're given oh, news absolutely. like that, you you want to find people you can connect yes. with that can at least right or information mm-hmm. to and you help didn't you. have that nothing. Of course, I googled it, but yeah, there was one website with fifty kids, and they're all different deletions. Okay, than he is. Yes, than his. Wow. Yeah. So how did? How did that affect you in mm. in that moment? Like, mm. did you cry? Did you? Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. So I feel like grief hit that night when I was just, I remember he was sitting in his little bouncy seat next to me as I'm Googling on my phone, just trying to find answers of some sort. And um, I was just sad. Like, I felt like I had just lost my baby. Like, he had mm. just passed away. Mm. And I just felt such sadness. But then as soon as I felt that sadness, I would look at him and I felt guilt for feeling sad because he looked perfectly healthy right. and he's sitting right next to me. Hmm. So I felt guilty for even feeling sad about it. Right. And that was just a constant for months. I just felt this constant grief and guilt, grief and guilt hmm. over and over. Wow. That's yeah. a lot to process. Yes. yes. I, I want to just say real quick that... You know, you and I talked before we, mm-hmm. um, before we recorded, and um, I did ask you to get real because yeah. I think that that's super important for people who maybe they're not going through your situation, yeah. but they're going through something. And I actually read something today that I just felt was um, kind of backed up the need for realness. It said, "Our brokenness is a greater bridge to other people." than artificial wholeness will ever be. And so first of all, I want to thank you yes. for like, we're going to get in some questions yes. that you're, it's <laughs> taking me back. It's gonna, and mm-hmm. we discussed that too, about how every, even though you may have shared your story several times, mm-hmm. anytime you bring up things, it's going to bring up emotions and yes. feelings, but the willingness to be real is what people can connect with. Like yeah. when they see someone who looks like they've had it all together and like, you know, God is good all mm-hmm. the time and all the time God <laughs> is good. And you're like, I just want to punch you, Yes, you know, because people can't relate to that yeah. when they're in the midst of their brokenness. Absolutely. So, um, we're going to get into some questions. Um, before I do that, I just wanted to share a scripture 
Uh, James 1, 2 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you have trials of various kinds. Because <laughs> we don't have a choice. We're told to. <laughs> we are told yes. to. And so um, obviously you were kind of in the situation of having to choose joy. But I kind of asked you some questions earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking, like, were you angry with God? Hmm. When when you had <sighs> this prognosis and you were dealing with um, grieving mm-hmm. over what you weren't going to have. Yes. And not knowing exactly what you would have or not have. Was there ever a moment that you were just like, did you ever have it out with God or mm-hmm. like, you know... I feel like I never felt angry at him for it. I got jealous of other moms. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. But then that was a weird thing too because I have two healthy kids. So it's not like I got skipped with healthy kids. Right. Right. I had two healthy kids. I felt jealous. And then like I did have some moments like that. But I feel like I was just sad. Like it was just not what. I had envisioned for motherhood, like who envisions this for motherhood? We don't, but I do remember in my sadness, I was washing dishes in my kitchen because every mom does that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Life still goes on. Even if you have a situation, you still have to wash dishes. Yes. And I remember I was just sobbing because I was just wishing my life was different at that point and Mm. that this was not going to be a part of our story. But I just remember hearing from God, don't camp here. Hmm. Don't camp here. Don't stay here. I'm allowed to feel what I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. but I can't stay there. Like, I have to look up and I have to look on. And I have to make a choice, not just daily, but all the time during the day. Hmm. That I'm going to find joy and I'm going to choose joy despite what my circumstances are. That's so powerful. Yeah. That in in a moment of like doing everyday tasks. Right. God just like spoke, spoke to you. Yes. And I remember that moment. Was that? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I could, right. No, so good. Yes. Um, I was telling Ashley that the word joy means expressing God's goodness. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like spiritual mm-hmm. meaning of, of joy, expressing God's goodness. So if we put choosing, mm-hmm joy in front of it, it comes out as choosing to express God's yeah. goodness, which would is exactly what you just said. Yes. You said, God said, don't camp here. Yes. Like this is a choice. Absolutely. And what are you going to choose right now? And you, that's why I say you embody it because mm-hmm. you, you decided to choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you feel like after you had that moment with God that you were able to start choosing joy? Yes, I felt free. Like, I still grieve still, even. Yeah. But I felt this freedom. I just, Like, there was hope. Like, mm. I can get past this. Yeah. It may not get better. It may not change. Right. There's going to be good times and there's going to be hard times. But I feel this weight was lifted off of me that was just burying me in the ground. Yeah. Of sadness. What the word that you said there, and I think is so impactful, is hope. Yeah. You when we were talking earlier, yes. you said hope, and it. I had looked up scriptures on choosing joy, mm-hmm. and it was um, in Romans twelve twelve. It says, "Rejoice in hope." Yes. Like even though you were still Absolutely. experiencing sadness and everything like that, 
you knew that God was giving you hope. Absolutely. By choosing joy. Um, and then the rest of the verses be patient in tribulation. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's I'm not always the patient mm, part. Well, I try. <laughs> You and every other mother out there. Um, And then it says be constant in prayer. But I love when you said the hope because it's rejoice in hope. Um, What do you feel like is something that you have learned about God on this journey? Mm. She's looking at me like... I'm thinking this one through. So um, probably the biggest thing, and we just talked about that, is that God will always give us whatever we need when we need it, if we ask him to and if Mm, we're seeking him. mm, It makes me think back to the time when you (laughs) asked us to give our testimony, and this was before we had his genetic results. So this, I thought we were in the heavy bad, but it was just NICU bad, like sad, Mm, whatever. mm -hmm. Yeah, so we gave our testimony. We got to the end of it. And I remember Paul asking, so what's the biggest thing God's taught you? And I was like, oh, crap. I don't know. Just kind of like how yeah, I like asked you that question. Head, You're yes. like, you and didn't like, ask I me. We didn't go over that I question. For it. But I, and that's when the words choose joy just came out. But that was the Holy Spirit speaking because hmm. I wasn't like thinking, oh, choose joy. Right. Yay. Like it's the trendy thing right now that you buy on anything. And <laughs> don't you feel like it is? Yeah. Like you see choose joy everywhere. Everywhere. But in that moment, you had it before it was popular. I had it before it was popular, and it was from Jesus. Like, yes. it wasn't from Etsy, and it wasn't from all those cute <laughs> websites out there. But I remember I said, "Choose joy," and then I was like, "Yes," because it's not going to be. It's not going to be from our circumstances. Right. It is totally going to come straight from Jesus. Yes, and if we ask for it, we will get it. Mm, that's powerful. Yes, I going from that. You said it's. Um, from our circumstances, because the circumstances, you know, like you have good days, yes, and you have bad days, Absolutely. especially uh, with a child with special needs. There's yep. ups and there's downs. Yes. They get sick. That yes. affects how they do. I know mm-hmm. that there's times you guys haven't been able to come to church, and yes. you're like, he's been sick, or yes. you know, just trying to keep him safe, and all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, but the the thing that was interesting to me is when I texted you and asked you if you would be on this podcast <laughs> and you said, um, well, it's, it's probably good timing because I'm struggling a little bit yeah. with choosing joy. And yes. I think um, that's so real. And I was so happy that you said that because it it's led into this next portion of you know, we go through, when we're going through the tribulation and we're going through the mm-hmm. trial and God does speak something to us or he really gives us something to hold on to. Sometimes I think we think, okay, the mountaintop is there and now I should be at the mountain and I get to stay at the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's not really life. No. I mean, that's a fairy tale. <laughs> yes, that's not real. No, it's not. And I mean, when we get to heaven, we're at the mountaintop yes. and we get to and stay, we stay there. The Absolutely. But in, yes. you know, Paul even says in the Bible, you know, tribulations are going to come. Yes. Why are you surprised? Yes. And we are surprised every time. Every time. Every time. Like, I'm like didn't know. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Why? But I mean, it, it happens. And I, I loved your realness of saying, I'm something that I feel like you embody. And yet here's a, a time that maybe you're oh. struggling yes. with it. And, Absolutely. um, 
it's it's not a one and done Mm-mm. thing. And no. I think people need to be reminded that are going through things that you can feel like, shouldn't this be over? Mm-hmm. I've I've learned what I needed to learn. Yes, and you want to get past. Yes, but you, you can't. But you can't because mm-hmm. it's it's still the it's journey. A it's still the process of it. Um, so I wanted to go into. Uh, I'm now. I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> I'm so like, oh yes, that's so good. <laughs> Soaking it in. Yes, I'm soaking it in. Um, so what do you do when you struggle with choosing joy? I ask for it. Yes. I feel like I have to ask for it because when my well is empty, I have to draw from him. Mm. And uh, I I can feel it. And I we shared this. I shared this with you before that so often when he's doing good, sometimes, well, it's just easy to mm. not ask for it mm-hmm. because things are okay. So I don't need to be praying all the time, mm-hmm. but I do. Like I have to ask for it even now or just say, okay, Jesus, I recognize right now that it's good. Yeah. The silly Corona has made it great for Tucker Yeah, because he's healthy right now. Right. But at the same time, when it's bad, I beg for it because, mm. and he has me on my knees in those moments. And mm. it, it's the only way I'm going to find joy because, again, it's not a feeling. It is this hope. It's this It's this hope. Like, I feel like there's no other describing mm-hmm. word but having joy is I can be happy because I have a hope. Because you have the hope. Yes. And do you, have you felt at times when you're in those valley moments mm-hmm. where you are struggling yeah. um, that God is... You said that's when you're on your knees. Yes. That's when he's like really ministering to you and really just like outpouring to you. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that kind of took me on the path of just thinking about Christ, I think often we think of God um, in our spiritual walk, like, oh, it's God, you know, like he's magnificent he's up you know I'll say words that I won't say properly so I won't say them <laughs> but you know like just like this you know we have this reverence and we but I think we forget the side of Christ of the one who suffered yeah. and that was just a powerful thought to me as I was preparing for this was thinking about his suffering. Mm-hmm. And I, I was kind of drawn to Isaiah 53. And I just wanted to read that because I think it kind of brings into perspective. Um, it says in Isaiah 53 verses uh, three through five, it says, he was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. Like that scripture just brought me back to, you know, Christ suffered for us. And so I think that's the where the hope is. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe that God... I feel like God makes himself relatable to us. Mm -hmm. And the fact of saying, okay, you know, he's looking down at at you and others who have suffering and have 
these moments you're feeling crushed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and yet he is able to like love you in those moments Mm -hmm. and give you what he, what you need because he has been there. Yes. He has been in a place of sorrow and grief. I mean, I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. being in the garden and like knowing you're going to give your life, you know, Mm -hmm. for people who may never appreciate it. You know, there are those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our savior and we appreciate it, but for people that won't even, and yet he made it available. And I mean, the sorrow and the grief that, I mean, his disciples couldn't even stay awake and didn't even, he didn't have anybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) to, he even said, if, if it, if you could, Mm -hmm. would you take this? And I think all of that is so profound for when you are suffering, because it's like, okay, my Lord suffered. Yes. And he knew that he needed um, help in that moment. You said, you know, when I've, I feel like I need help, I go to him for yes. help. Well, he even had a moment like that. And so I think that makes Christ so relatable yes. to our circumstances and what we're going through, what we're experiencing. And I don't know about you, but that's like, there's the hope. Absolutely. <laughs> like, okay, God, yes. I'm, I'm not being a baby. <laughs> You know, because yes. sometimes we can feel like that. Like, I've been serving Jesus for so long. I sh- I should not be struggling with this yeah. or I shouldn't be going. You know, I, I'm a stronger Christian than this. But yet when you feel crushed, you feel crushed. Mm-hmm. When you feel dismayed, you feel dismayed. When you're in the process of a journey that you don't know when the end is or how the end is going to end, it's like, okay, he made himself relatable to us in his suffering. And that's... That makes me love him more. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I agree. know about you, but absolutely. It's like, okay, God, you've you've made yourself relatable to us. There's uh it says, but on the other side of that suffering, his glory was revealed. Um, that's in first Peter 4 13. It says, But rejoice as for as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice. And be glad when his glory is revealed. So here's a big question. Because <laughs> obviously we know for God, the glory was revealed and he made a way for us. Yes. He gave up so we can have life eternal. Yes. But for Ashley Bussinger, yeah, how do you feel God's glory has been revealed in you and in your situation with Tucker? And I think when I think of that, I think of Tucker. And I remember when he was born, I prayed that whoever he had contact with because mm. I knew it would be a journey. I knew um, that he, that God would work. Even if Tucker never talked, I prayed that God would work through him. And I feel that, the, I feel that, that Jesus is revealed to mm. everyone that Tucker has a part of their life. Yeah. Whether it's therapy or it's at doctor's appointments or it's just random people we meet that think he's super cute. Because mm-hmm, he is cute. Yeah, he is so cute. <laughs> but I feel like Jesus shines his little light straight through Tucker's mm-hmm. eyes and the people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting to me. Like, that is so worth it. Mm-hmm. So worth, worth it. That. Yes. Yeah. If if you've... And uh, we fight over Tucker at church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk, but I know he's yeah, fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's... He can, or he's just enjoying yes, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. He... Um, I'm always like, I, I need some Tucker loving because he is adorable. Yeah. And I think that 
from the outsider looking into your life and and having the honor of watching you walk this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just a talk. I mean, you're not just talking. You're living this daily. Um, I am so amazed by your, if you've ever met Ashley or if you ever meet her, you will walk away saying that girl Mm -hmm. loves Jesus. Like you do, you embody that. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. I don't that means mince a lot. words, yes. <laughs> as most people know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of known for that. Um, but it's it's just, I know that if I, who have gotten to watch a lot from the outside, mm-hmm. but how you have handled this mm-hmm. and how you have determined in your heart to choose mm-hmm. joy and I feel so proud of you. I can only imagine how. So I'm gonna cry. Mm, <laughs> Ashley's like, we're gonna cry. Good. Um, your heavenly Father mm. must just look down and just be with, um, because I'm sure. Uh, you know how we are with our kids. For sure. When we see our kids be kind, or do something, we feel such. We beam. I, we yes. feel we feel a lot of pride, and so I'm like, sure that's my kid. That's that's yes, mine. That's my that's, kid, right? There. That's my kid. No, when they don't do things that being <laughs> more like, I don't know them. <laughs> I never knew you. No, <laughs> not that. But I can only imagine that mm. if that's how I feel as a parent, you know, your heavenly Father must be looking down at me, going, "That's mm. my girl. Mm. She she gets it. She's living it." And I just want to say thank you for being willing to share. I know you were Absolutely. like nervous and like, I, I don't know. But, ah. It's personal, you know, so it I feel is. Like anything personal is always a little like, yes, ah. it is. But, but I believe your willingness to share. Yeah. Um, I have never seen you share it and it not make yeah. a profound effect on somebody of just needing to, because it is life choosing joy is life and it is a daily choice and something that I am often you know inspired um my husband says all the time there are people in our church that we look at them and we're just like you're our hero and you're you're one of ours just how Mm -hmm. you have chosen to allow God to shine brightly in Mm -hmm. your family and in Tucker and in your life. So thank you for thank sharing you. with us. We love Honor you. to be a part. I love you too. <laughs> we didn't cry that we much. We didn't cry that much. We did pretty good for we that. We did pretty I good. Mean, we haven't used a sparkly Kleenex. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> so guys, thanks for joining us. I love even, uh, I came into Ashley's home and she gave me a magnet that says, always choose joy. So mm-hmm. friends, Always choose joy because you can, because God will enable you to do it. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen.